0: If I may say this, and if I I may be uh, so uh, real and authentic with you today, um, COVID was used as an excuse for a lot of things, okay? Good and bad. And may I just confess to you that as a church, as the church, not just our church, um, if, if we weren't careful, we let some things slide. Some things that we focused on or some, uh, maybe some areas that we really pushed in, we let them slide. And so my goal was that God would renew a fresh spirit and vision in myself for our church. And where would he have us to go and what would he have us to do in 2023? You say, Josh, it's November of 2022. Yeah, I know. I didn't do this in January of 2023 because we're already a month behind. All right, So I wanted to go ahead and talk about what I believe God has for us. I want our focus in 2023 to be something unique that we have never done in our church before. But I want to do it in a biblical and proper way, and that is this. I want us to focus specifically on an invite culture in 2023. Friends inviting friends, family members inviting family members, co-workers inviting co-workers. I want us to focus in 2023 on God expanding our reach duly in the community outside of these walls. But then I'm, I'm going to be very straight up with this. Also, it's expanding our reach inside of these walls to where these seats right here that are empty are no longer empty. Where we begin having the conversations of, hey, we've got 40 more chairs. We got to make sure we put those 40 chairs in here. And then, y'all ready? And then, after those 40 chairs get in there, and we're like, oh man, we're getting full. Man, we got to think about what I don't want to think about. Two services, I hate that. Uh, But I want us to have those difficult conversations. And we have those difficult conversations because I believe God is preparing us for growth. Both outside these walls in serving and reaching and blessing our community and also inside of these walls. And so I want to give you a three-point outline that you've already heard this morning. But it's our plan for 2023. Number one is this. To connect with our community. To connect With our community. Mark chapter 2 and verse 13. I tell you what, for just today, just follow along on the screen. It'll make it easier for you. We're going to be bouncing around, okay? In Mark chapter 2 and verse 13, then he, this is Jesus, went out again by the sea and all the multitude came to him and he taught them. And as he passed by, he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax office and he said to him, follow me. So he arose and followed him. And now it happened as he was dining in Levi's house. Take note connecting in the community. I, yes, I am saying I want to eat at your house. All right, no. Um, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many tax collectors and sinners. And they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, we know what happened, right? They said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? And when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who were well Have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The ministry of Jesus, the focus of the three and a half years that we know recorded in the Gospels of the ministry of Jesus, was marked by him connecting with those on the outside. Now, it was also marked with him pouring into the 12 disciples and pouring into the three main disciples. But it was marked by his focus on those outside. And my vision and my plan and my goal in 2023 is that we would further and more deeply connect with our community. If I can be honest with you this morning, we are in a... a, a unique community. This is a unique community. It's not, the, it's not the easiest community to connect with. Listen, I love my dog. I don't love my dog like people in this community love their dogs, man. Like Chris, Chris and Nate and I one time, I don't know if you remember, we, we did the prayer walk. We ran into two ladies and got talking. They had two babies with them and they had two dogs with them. To this day, I'm not sure that they knew that they had two babies with them because they talked about their dogs for like 15 minutes. I'll be honest with you. That is something I have to pivot on as we connect with our community. This is a different community than what I was raised in. It's probably a different community than what you were raised in, but we are called to sit with and eat with Tax collectors, sinners, and fill in the blanks. And so we want to connect with our community. We're going to provide opportunities this year. Uh, One of the main easy ways is through that Club Boulevard Elementary School. Uh, Pointed the wrong way. Through that Club Boulevard Elementary School. You say, Josh, how does that affect it? Well, it is a lottery uh, kind of semi-charter school, but it is written into that program that X percent, and I don't know the exact percentage, of the students that attend that school must be from the local neighborhood and community. And it says we serve that that school, we are serving this community. Other days and opportunities where we can do things around this park and in this community, we want to. Here's what I want us to remember about this point. Our community will learn that Jesus loves them as we consistently show our community That we love them. Listen and pay close attention. Our community will learn that Jesus loves them. As we consistently show our community. That we love them. They will see and experience. The love of Christ. Through the love of his people. Secondly we want to connect with our community. Secondly we want to serve. Our community community john chapter 13 and verse 12 once again the ministry of jesus so when he jesus had washed their feet taking his garments and sat down again he said to them do you know what i have done to you you call me teacher and lord and you say well for so i am man this is convicting Jesus is saying, I have given you an example of the purest form of service. I've washed your feet. Physically speaking, in that day, obviously, they weren't rocking a new pair of Jordans or whatever. These were dirt, mud, caked, filthy feet. I don't know about you. I don't like people touching my feet. Like, to be honest with you, I'm ticklish. Um, but, uh, but I don't like touching or being touched on my feet. Like, just leave him alone. But Jesus, kneeling on his knee as an act of service, taking his hands and washing his disciples' feet as an act of service, it is a pure form. And not only did he show his disciples an example of service by washing feet, It did not matter whose feet he washed. For one of the feet he washed was the feet of of Judas. He didn't just wash the feet of his loyal disciples. He washed the feet of the disciple that he already knew would betray him. So we are called... We are called to serve our community. The good, the bad, and the ugly. We are called to serve the broken. We are called to reach out to the broken. We are called, and by the way, if you're sitting here thinking, well, what program are we going to instill to help us do that? No, no. What I'm saying is exactly what Keith said. We are the church. Now we are gonna organize some things to help that, but what I mean is you, as a follower of Jesus and a part of Keystone Local Church, serve the hurting. Your neighbor, the person across the street from you, your coworker. Sometimes I think we're like, oh, what what cool new idea is the church gonna to have to help me serve others? I tell you a really cool idea I got. Open up your eyes. And say these words, Holy Spirit, guide me to someone who needs me. That's this awesome program we put together. Like I said, we're going to do some things. But I'm talking about on your daily. Here's the quote for you to remember for this point. We have been saved to serve, not to sit. If I can be ever so kind, if you're watching online, man, I love you. Don't take this the wrong way. Some of, some of you have needed to come to Keystone and you've needed to sit for a little bit. You've needed to get your feet back under you. Under You you need to get grounded. Maybe you've experienced some hurt in the church world and church hurt is real hurt and I get it. I understand, but it's time for some of you to say I've been sitting long enough and it's time for me to stand up and serve. Sitting in a church, all you're gonna do is rot in a church, so we have been saved to serve, not to sit. And, and, and by God's grace, we have been a place of healing for people. We have been a place where people can come and get their feet back under them and get grounded. But it is time for some of you who have been, uh, have been, have been trying to heal from those, those things or trying to take a breather to, to get back in the game. And then thirdly, and I'm done, we are to reach our community With the gospel. We are to reach our community to help us maybe use that connect, serve, lead better. We are to lead our community to Christ. Luke chapter 14 and verse 23. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. This text is oftentimes used for local churches to invite people to church, and that's not wrong. In fact, I think that's the secondary application. The primary application, though, is into the kingdom of God, into the family of God, that you and I are to be compelling people. Hey, listen, I found this awesome family. It's the family of God, and I want you to be a part of it. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said to them, Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are not a church and our philosophy is not, hey, we'd love to do this for you. um, But will you pray this prayer and come to faith in Christ and then we will. Do this for you. That's not our philosophy. However, I will make this quote, and I believe this with all my heart. Not everything we do may scream gospel. It may not be obviously screaming the word gospel. But everything we do must have the goal of gospel. Listen, we may do something like, hey, we're going to go out in the Northgate Park and we're going to pick up trash. And we're going to make sure the park is nice and pretty after our events. Listen, I understand that doesn't scream Jesus saves and the gospel can radically transform your life. That's like, man, there's junk on the floor and we're going to pick it up and I don't really want to touch that. I'm not really sure what that is. But the goal is for a neighbor to say, hey, what organization is this? Oh, okay. And maybe a seed is planted where maybe there had been a wall built up on the outside of this building between that park and this church building, maybe another brick of that wall will get knocked down. Maybe that wall represented them and Jesus and there's been a wall built up between them and Jesus as they viewed our church and maybe that's just another brick that falls out of that wall. We want to reach and lead our community to Jesus. In closing this morning, I'm calling us as a church to move forward. I'm calling us as a church to focus in 2023 into a year of of biblical church growth, not gimmicky church growth. If it takes gimmicks to get them, you won't keep them. If you came to church for a lollipop, but what happens when you don't have a lollipop? So biblically, I'm calling you to a year in 2023 of inviting people into a relationship with Jesus. I'm calling you into a year of stepping out of your comfort zone and serving your community. I'm inviting you into a year of connecting with those outside the walls of this building and I am calling you to a year of inviting more people into these walls. And may I say this this morning? Sometimes I think we misuse the word calling. For I personally 100% believe that we are all called. We're all called and here's why I believe that. Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 and 20. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. By the way, the beginning of this verse didn't say lead pastors. Go therefore. Elders, go therefore. Church leaders, go therefore. This was a universal commission. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. It is what's been referred to commonly as the great commission. And you may have heard this before, not to be cheesy, but unfortunately in the lives of many followers of Jesus, it has become the great omission. You are called to do what it says on that screen. Can I be real with you? That's impossible. The nations? I'm to go and make disciples of all the nations? Impossible. And you're right, on your own, absolutely. It's impossible. But as I remind you often, God exists outside of the possible. God's Holy Spirit calls us outside of the things that seem possible. And when it feels like an impossible task, I'll be honest with you, in my flesh, I don't even want to try to begin to do this. Are you like me? You look at that and you're like, oh, okay, it sounds good, man. Go ahead. Do your thing, Josh. I got you. I'm behind you. Look at all our pastor's doing. But I'm, I'm your pastor and I look at that and I go, man, There's no way. But look what Jesus does. If we will just zoom out one phrase on either side of the Great Commission. Look at what he says before verse 19 and verse 18. Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. You see, this morning, you and I are not asked to do this Great Commission in our power or in our authority. This is through the power of Jesus Christ, our Savior, and His Holy Spirit who dwells within us. You see, the Great Commission begins with the promise of the power of God. But we're not done. Look at how it ends. Matthew 28 and verse 20 He finishes that last verse and says, And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So the Great Commission begins with the promise of God's power, and the Great Commission closes with the promise of God's presence. He is not asking us to do anything that he is not going to equip us to do and be present with us as he calls us to do it. You will not be doing this alone. Jesus says, I will be with you. Thanks for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, we would love to hear from you. Maybe you have a question about the gospel of Jesus. If so, we'd like you to send us an email at hello at keystone If you're a regular listener to our podcast and you would like to donate to the media and outreach ministries at Keystone, your gift would allow us to do more in an effective way to get the gospel out. Thank you for partnering with us in ministry in Durham and around the world.